Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Why does he remember all of God's works in the past as he's praying for revival in his nation now? The reason he's doing this, listen, listen, listen. He's doing this because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God doesn't change. The same God we're reading about in Habakkuk is the same God we worship and that we trust in. And here is Habakkuk, and he's looking back and he's saying, you worked all these mighty works in the midst of Israel in the past. I know you can do it again in the present. Most people make lists to help them remember what they need to do. Lists encourage you to focus on what's important at that moment. They help orient you. Well, in today's passage, you'll see that Habakkuk is making a list, but it's not about the day's activities. It's actually a list of the ways that God has come through for his people in the past. Pastor Dan shares that remembering God's great faithfulness in the past will help you to walk forward with hope and courage that God will continue to show up for you. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Habakkuk chapter 3 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Now Habakkuk was troubled by the direction his nation was going, and Habakkuk was troubled even more by the Lord using Babylon. Things looked bad and were getting worse, but God is in his holy temple. God is in his holy temple. God is on his throne in heaven. God is in control of all of it. Habakkuk, you don't need to worry about a thing. Habakkuk, you don't need to complain anymore. You don't need to question what God is doing. He's in his holy temple, and all the earth can keep silent before him. Things may look bad to us. Things may indeed get worse. Like Habakkuk, we may ask, Lord, don't you see what's happening? How long, O Lord, until you do something? How long will you allow this to go on before you intervene? And maybe you're here and and you feel that way about something happening in your life personally. And the Lord says to you that he's in his temple in heaven. And he's on his throne. He's not in heaven pacing. He's not in heaven looking down going, oh no, I didn't didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't see that coming. I'm just as surprised as you are to get that news. He's on his throne. He's on his throne in heaven. You know, Psalm 11 verse 4 says, The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. And his eyes behold. God sees you. He is in heaven. He's on his throne. 
And his eyes behold. He sees your circumstances. He sees what's happening. He knows the news you received. He sees what's going on. And he says here, you can keep silent before him. You can be quiet because he knows. He he doesn't need you to tell him what's happening. Lord, don't you see? Don't you know? How long, O Lord? He sees. he, He knows. You don't need to question him or complain. He sees. He's on his throne. He's watching. He's working. You may not see how he's working, but he's working. Now, here's what God does. Please give me your attention. Here's what God does. He gives Habakkuk a biblical perspective on everything that's happening in his life. He gives him a biblical perspective on all of his circumstances that he's complaining about, that he's worried about, that he's troubled by, that he's burdened by. Now, please note that the circumstances haven't changed. That the things that troubled him haven't been removed. All that has changed is his perspective. God has given him a biblical perspective on everything. And now that he has the right perspective, Habakkuk going into chapter 3, now Habakkuk stands in awe of God and worships. But nothing's changed except his perspective. And now he's in the same circumstances, but he's worshiping God. Look at verse 1 of chapter 3. A prayer, a prayer of Habakkuk the prophet on Shiganoth. Do you guys know what a Shiganoth is? Neither do I. I have no idea. Most scholars don't know what this is. It's believed, listen, listen, it ble- listen. It's believed the word means that this is meant, what he writes here in chapter 3, this is meant to be sung as a song, but not just any kind of song. It is meant to be sung as a very impassioned, enthusiastic song. So think Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, right? You know when that's on in the car and you are just singing at the top of your lungs and you are rocking out to it? That's what a Shiganoth is. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed for Habakkuk. The country's still a mess, morally and spiritually. The Babylonians are still coming. The only thing different is Habakkuk's perspective. And now he is singing an impassioned, enthusiastic song, a Shiganoth. We laugh. But when you go through a trial, don't you want to be able to sing to the Lord? Passionately, enthusiastically, sing a shiganoff to the Lord in the midst of your trial. It's all about perspective. It's all about having a biblical perspective on it. So verse 2, O Lord, I have heard your speech and was afraid O Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known. And wrath, remember mercy. He says here, Lord, I've heard what you said and I'm afraid. Meaning, I'm filled with awe. Man, Lord, I am just awestruck by you. And then look what he says in his prayer in this song. This Shiganoth. Lord, 
Revive your work. Lord, revive your work. Send revival to our nation as you have in years gone by. Lord, you've turned our nation back to you in the past. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. That's a great prayer to pray for our nation. In our time of deep need as a nation, revive your work in our midst. Do it again as you've done it in the past. And in your wrath, remember mercy. Lord, if you're going to send the Babylonians to conquer our nation, if you must bring judgment down upon us, be merciful. Don't give us what we deserve to the full extent of what we deserve. In your wrath, remember mercy. Now watch what he says in verse 3. God came from Teman, the Holy One, from Mount Paran, and then it's a Selah. Just, he's saying, stop and just consider that. His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. His brightness was like the light. He had rays flashing from his hand, and there his power was hidden. Before him went pestilence, and fever followed at his feet. Habakkuk here, he remembers back to when God led Israel from Mount Sinai and through the wilderness to the promised land. That's what he's referring to here. The wilderness years and how God supernaturally, miraculously led his people through all of that. He goes on in verse 6. He stood and measured the earth. Literally, he weighed the earth in his hand. He looked and startled the nations. He startled the nations the way he brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. Right? Parting the Red Sea, sending the plagues, parting the Red Sea, providing for them in the wilderness. Do you remember in the book of Joshua, what Rahab the harlot said? When we heard what God did at the Red Sea, our hearts melted. 38 years ago. We've been waiting for you guys to show up and take this land for 38 years. Our hearts melted when we heard the news. The nations were startled by what God did. On behalf of his people. The way he brought them out of Egypt. He goes on. Verse 6. The everlasting mountains were scattered. The perpetual hills bowed. His ways are everlasting. I saw the tents of Cushan and affliction. The curtains of the land of Midian trembled. (laughs) Cush and Midian refers to the nations that lay between Egypt and the promised land of Canaan. This whole wilderness journey and the way that God just led them and dealt with these different nations and armies that they encountered. Oh Lord, were you displeased with the rivers? Was your anger against the rivers? Was your wrath against the sea? Remember the Red Sea, the Jordan River, how he parted them? That you rode on your horses, your chariots of salvation. Your bow was made quite ready. Oaths were sworn over your arrows. You divided the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and trembled. The overflowing of the water passed by. The the deep uttered its voice and lifted its hand on high. The sun and moon stood still and their habitation. Remember with Joshua, the sun stood still. At the light of your arrows, they went. At the shining of your glittering spear, you marched through the land in indignation. You trampled the nations in anger. You went forth. For the salvation of your people, for salvation with your anointed, 
You struck the head from the house of the wicked by laying bare the foundation to the neck. You thrust through with his own arrows the head of his villages. They came out like a whirlwind to scatter me. Their rejoicing was like feasting on the poor in secret. You walked through the sea with your horses through the heaps of great waters. You know what Habakkuk is doing? He is remembering how God showed his great power in the past to deliver Israel by his mighty hand bringing them out of Egypt and through the wilderness and into the promised land. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com, or through our church app, or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. And why does Habakkuk do this? Why does he remember all of God's works in the past as he's praying for revival in his nation now? The reason he's doing this, listen, listen, listen. He's doing this because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God doesn't change. The same God we're reading about in Habakkuk is the same God we worship and that we trust in. And here is Habakkuk. And he's looking back and he's saying, you worked all these mighty works in the midst of Israel in the past. I know you can do it again in the present. I know you're the same God. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You never change. There's no shadow of turning with you. This is why it's important for you and for me to remember the times when God has worked mightily in our lives personally in the past. To encourage us in the present. And in the face of our present trials. Where we can look back at all the times that God was faithful and God came through for us and God answered our prayers and God worked it all out and God just provided and God did all these things. It encourages us in the now so we can face the trials that we're facing today. So that we can say, well, there was that time before. Remember when that happened and God just, and remember how he just worked it out. And now we can face the things that we're facing today and we can say, God, you can do it again. You're the same God. You haven't changed. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is also why in the Old Testament, God told Israel to set up memorial stones as a physical reminder, as a monument to God's work on their behalf in the past. And he even says in the book of Joshua, so that your kids will ask, hey, mom, hey, dad, what's this pile of stones here for? So you can tell your children, Let me tell you what the Lord did. Let me tell you the situation we were in and how God just came through and God just worked it out. It's a memorial to the faithfulness of God in your life. And that's what Habakkuk is doing. He's just going back through the history. And there's all these times where you showed your power, where you showed your might on our behalf, where you brought us through. 
And you saved us and you delivered us. And you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're the same God and you can do it again. Look at verse 16. Now watch what he says here. He's honest. He says, when I heard, my body trembled. My lips quivered at the voice, rottenness entered my bones, and I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. When he comes up to the people, he will invade them with his troops. When Habakkuk heard God say that he would use the Babylonians to judge Judah, Habakkuk was physically distraught. You know, he he says, my body trembled, my lips quivered, there was rottenness in my bones, I was sick. When I heard that's what you're going to do. You know, it's, it's one thing for us here, 2,600 years later, to read, oh, the Babylonians are going to invade the land. It's different to be Habakkuk and know the Babylonians are going to invade our land and destroy us and take us captive and kill our people and burn our cities. And so he says here, man, when, when I heard the news, when you told me that you're going to use the Babylonians, I, I was physically distraught. He knew that many people would be killed by the Babylonians. He knew that the rest would be taken into exile. He knew that the land would be ruined. He knew that Jerusalem and the temple would be destroyed. Yet he tells God he will trust him no matter what happens. Habakkuk will live by faith. Look at verse 17. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there is no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Now understand when you read verse 17, this was an agrarian society They have an agrarian economy. So when you read, there's no crops to harvest, there's no flocks in the field, there's no herds in the stall, that means the the country's been brought to ruin. Just complete economic collapse and ruin and devastation. He even says there's, there's no food. There's no food for us. And Habakkuk says here, even if we lose everything, even if we lose everything, I'm still going to rejoice in the Lord. I'll still joy in the God of my salvation. Even if we lose everything, God is still on his throne in heaven. He's still sovereign. He's still working out his plan and his purposes for his people. Look at verse 19. He says, the Lord God is my strength. Habakkuk's strength was not in his crops or his flocks. Or his investment portfolio. Or his bank account. His strength was in the Lord God. And so he can lose the crops. He can lose the flocks. He can lose the herds. But God never changes. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And nothing can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. No matter what may come. No one can take away my relationship with Jesus Christ where I find my strength. And so even if we lose everything, even if everything is lost, well, that wasn't my strength. 
My strength is in the Lord, and it comes from the Lord. The Lord God is my strength, and look what he says. Look what he says. He will make my feet like deer's feet. And he will make me walk on my high hills. Know what he says here in verse 19? He says, no matter what may come, even if we lose everything, even if the nation goes down the tubes and we lose everything, the Lord will give us the strength to face whatever may come our way. And, and we won't just get through it. Right? We, we won't just, you know, barely survive this thing. And, you know, drag ourselves across the finish line. He says, he will lift us high above our circumstances. He will make us walk on high hills. Even in the worst situation, he will cause us to rise above it all. David writes in the Psalms, God arms me with strength. And he makes my way perfect. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, enabling to me to stand on mountain heights. You know when David wrote that? When he was running for his life from Saul. For over 10 years, he was running from Saul. And David's able to write, he makes me as sure-footed as a deer. He enables me to stand on mountain heights. And here's Habakkuk saying, okay, Lord, if you're going to bring the Babylonians and they're going to wipe us out and we're going to lose everything, I'll still rejoice in you. I'll still find my joy in the God of my salvation because Lord God, you're my strength and not my stuff. You. And so even if we lose everything, you'll make my feet like deer's feet. And you'll make me walk on my high hills. That's what it looks like to live a life of faith. That's what it looks like to live a life of faith. The just shall live by faith. To trust the Lord, no matter what may come in life. And to draw your strength from him. No matter what the future may hold for us. No matter what may come. No matter what the, what the future may hold for us. We know who holds the future. And my strength comes from the Lord. And my hope comes from him. And my joy comes from him. And I can still rejoice in the Lord. No matter what. The just shall live by faith. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the example of Habakkuk. And Lord, I pray that we would live by faith. Trusting you. Every circumstance, every situation that we face personally, individually. Lord, that we face as a nation, as a people. And Lord, as we trust in you and walk by faith, Lord, we pray that you would lift us above it all. Set us on our high hills. We can walk closely with you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know.
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Habakkuk, and he has more to share with you next time. If you'd like to talk to us some more about this teaching, you can reach us at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by email. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab. Click on Contact. Maybe you're looking for additional messages from this series. You can find them at calvaryec.com under the Media tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. If you'd like to submit a prayer request of something that's been on your heart, you can do that on our website as well. Just look under the Prayer tab at calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe and get to know Pastor Dan a little more. So feel free to explore and learn at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional things from this Old Testament book of Habakkuk. Pastor Dan has some more to share, so make sure you come back to hear more right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and will I know because I know his voice and it only takes Rings true.